welcome to I Guess We're Grownups Now, the podcast about being the kind of adults we want to be. I'm your host, Carrie Halstead, and welcome to season two. It's been a busy summer and I've been doing lots of stuff, but not podcasting. I've got lots of new episodes planned and hope for. So if you're looking for past I Guess We're Grownups episodes, they're at goodstuff.fm slash grownups or search for it on iTunes, where you can subscribe to hear each new episode as it comes out, and you can rate and review if you like the show. You can also find me on Twitter at grownups underscore FM. I Guess We're Grownups Now is brought to you by FeedPress. FeedPress is analytics and podcast hosting made for bloggers and podcasters. FeedPress is a simple, intuitive, and powerful RSS analytics and podcast hosting platform featuring powerful subscriber and podcast download tracking, integrated newsletters, automated publishing to popular social networks such as Twitter and Facebook, a slick drag-and-drop podcast hosting interface, and everything you need in order to submit an optimized feed to iTunes. With 250 meg of flexible file storage that rolls over monthly, you can easily upload four episodes per month. Upgrading storage is easy and affordable, starting at a flat rate of just $20 for a gig. Go to feed.press slash grownups today and sign up to try FeedPress for 14 days, no contracts or commitments. Use promo code grownups during checkout to get 10% off your first year. Today's guest is my friend Hillary Nelson, and she joined me in person in my office to record. She's the other Hillary on Twitter and on the .ca. She's a visual designer and artist, cyclist, and is involved in politics and feminism, and we talk about a little of everything. Reading my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging you. <laughs> I know. Actually, I've read most of those. <laughs> Hillary is here to talk with me about, we're not entirely sure. How much we hate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> the adult habit of hating oneself. Good times. Or hating everybody else too. Right. Yes. So, and knowing the difference and understanding what it means when you find that you're hating yourself. Where should we start? Okay. Well, we were sort of, I mentioned earlier, uh, the quote, you know, what you dislike the most about others is what you do yourself <laughs> and how true it is <laughs> and how like a lot of the time, you know, you'll be like, oh my God, I can't stand how that person does that. And then, and then your partner or, or you sort of, you have a flash of insight. You're like, that's because I do it all the time. Like, that's why I hate it. It's because they're me. Right. Yeah. I, um, I think I'm safe in saying this in terms of listenership, but um, I play on a soccer team and a few seasons ago, there was a woman also playing on it who drove me bonkers. Like I thought about her all the time. Oh, you're obsessed. Outside of soccer. Yeah. I was obsessed yeah. and yeah. she drove everybody, a lot of people on the bench nuts, but like she drove me crazy during the games and I was thinking about her constantly and it took me a long time to a to recognize that a lot of the things I ha- hated about her were things that I do as well, or at least think. Um, may, I don't maybe verbalize it as often as she does, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but then to like realize that I needed to own that to stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. That like 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's sort of two ways you can deal with it. You can like, you can accept it and then like either work on it or, or not, I guess, I guess, depending on what it is, or you can just start thinking they do that. And I hate that. So that means I'm a horrible person Ugh. and I hate myself. Right. Yes. Right. And everybody must hate me because I'm a horrible person. Right. <laughs> right. And, and it's August. It's 30 degrees and I'm hot. And that is just a cycle <laughs> that will go down forever. Yeah. Um, partly because it's focused on yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you start just thinking about yourself, you're kind of toast. Well, yeah. And then you start making... Then sometimes you you realize, like, I hate this thing. And then you start telling people, like, how how bad you are or, like, you know, this mm-hmm. thing that's wrong with you. But it's a sort of a way of excusing it instead of, like, accepting it and working on it. You're just, it's, and, which is also not very responsible either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about some, like, concrete things instead of, like... I feel like we've jumped very deep into this pool very suddenly. Okay. So what is an example that you've noticed of things that drive you crazy that other people do? Well, I'm fairly bossy. Like I know what I want to do and I like, I don't like to have my schedule messed with and you know, that sort of thing. So if I, once I've kind of decided like what I'm going to do for the day or, or whatever, and somebody else comes in and interferes with that, then I get mad. Because it's like, no, I've decided this is the best thing to do and we're going to do it. And then like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> your, your choice is suboptimal. <laughs> so yeah, I, I struggle with that. But I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> but do you, are you hypersensitive to other people being bossy? Uh, yeah. Like when other people are like sort of exerting their influence, like it's like sometimes I'm gonna get better at it like working with them sometimes i'll just like dig in and you know be like no i don't want to do that or i'll do it but i'll do it with like really bad grace yeah (laughs) yeah which is really like in the long because i'm also thinking about like what's the best way i can use my time like what's what's the best thing to do like the most efficient you know even like if i'm out doing uh, errands and stuff it's like what's the best way like of order of stores to go to, to yeah yeah <laughs> conserve your energy yes that sort yeah. of thing so so yeah sometimes i have a hard time compromising that sort of stuff and of and i also um uh, like as the oldest and like somebody who did well in school and like who reads a lot and like i know a lot of like trivia and stuff i have people who ask me for help on a lot of things and I've started telling people what to do. And then now I've started telling people what to do, even when they're not asking for help. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I hate that. <laughs> or, or telling people what their experience is like, which is also, which also I hate when it happens to me, like on Twitter, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So. It's easier to recognize when someone else is doing it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother grown up level of ability to recognize when you're doing it to someone else yes and then i realized like when i thought i was having conversations with people i was really just sort of talking at them Mm. Mm -hmm. instead of like maybe thinking hey you know they probably know this already and you don't need to like come in and be 
Christopher Columbus for them. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. There's so many stories out there about people who get talked to about something they know without the other person ever Oh yeah, and engaging. I should I should totally know better than that. Right. <laughs> Right. I have no excuse. (laughs) Like rule number one for adult conversation is finding out what the other person knows. Or if you are getting into a topic, I guess, like going, so like, yeah, what do you think of X before? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Although that can invite them to explain to you, depending on what like the relationship is, I guess. Like just as an aside, it's not really private. It's pretty easy to get people to talk about themselves and to keep talking about themselves. And then they like you because you're letting them talk. About right. Themselves. You're interested in them. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, I guess that's a way out of, you know, talking at people is like letting them like not letting them. <sighs> that implies you're still in charge, right? <laughs> Making yourself le- um, shut of, up. Yeah. yeah. Less of a roadblock. I've found as a, like I grew up, I was a know-it-all and well-read and well-educated too. Um, Did you watch Jeopardy and like shout out the answers? Uh, certainly, yes. Okay, like college yeah. age, I, that, was, yeah. that was me. Yeah. Um, I find it very disorienting when I'm sure of something and it turns out I'm wrong. Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's, it rocks me. Oof, mm-hmm. I hate that. Um, but I find it... Uh, very hard to not let on when somebody is saying something that I already know. Like oh yeah. I, like this you, compulsion. You roll your eyes <laughs> <laughs> or to go, Oh yeah, I know. But that, and, and like start talking about yourself when really mm-hmm. like sometimes it's better to just let them keep talking and you don't have to tell mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. It's well, actually Creed, <laughs> Creed is better than you too. <laughs> You're going to get me kicked off the network. <laughs> I get so much hate mail. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't like either of those. Acts, for the Just record. for the record. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I think um, letting other people talk and tell their whole experience rather than jumping on it as soon as you have a commonality mm-hmm. is like advanced cooperative conversation. Yes. Because I notice now, like to me, it reads as immature when you're having a conversation with someone and then they're basically just telling you about things. And then when they're tired of talking about that, then they change the subject to something else, you know, and then they tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also interesting when you go to somebody uh, if somebody says, oh, so do you like X-Men? And you go, no, no, I don't really know anything about X-Men. And then they talk for 15 minutes about X-Men. Yes. Or, or a repeated acquaintance when they know you don't like something and then they bring it up oh. specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But not in a funny way. I mean, <laughs> do you take teasing well? Um, it depends. Like, like my high school was not... Like I was teased a lot and I didn't really figure out how to handle it till yeah. about grade 10. So sometimes if I'm caught like off guard, it's like, you know, I'm 13 again and I'm in grade seven and there are these girls and like, I don't know what to do. And I like freeze or I go like on the offensive and then I like way over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, it depends. Like, I still have a very a fairly short temper. So, and I know that. So I try to like count, and then I try to use my sense of humor. Like, if I didn't, if I wasn't funny, I probably wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, because you can always diffuse it with humor most of the time, right? Or, or just ignore them. I guess it's it depends too. Like, like I try to remember or figure out sort of the spirit and what it's made. Yeah. And most of the times, people who are cheesing me, like they do it because they know I will play along like a straight man or, or that sort of thing. So, so I try to remember it's, it, I'm an adult. I'm okay. It's not like an attack. There's a really good aphorism out there that's, uh, says anything you can't laugh at is a weakness. Yes. Which I'm not into weaknesses. So I'm trying to like increase the circumference of the things about myself that I will mm-hmm. yeah, just person. laugh at. A person is only as big as what gets them mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's always interesting, I think. Once you sort of grok that concept, watching people react to strangers mm-hmm. in real life or on the internet is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then once I figure, like, if I know somebody's coming at me and they're trying to make me mad, um, like, pausing and switching, like, to the other foot just to really unbalance it, it it works really well. Yeah. Yes. If, but the key is recognizing it. Yeah. Like you have to put that sort of trigger in your brain for that. So it trips, it trips the, you know, circuit breaker to your short fuse. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How's that for a metaphor? Sweet metaphor. <laughs> the electricians will be calling us about that one, but okay. Yeah. I hope not. I don't know very much about electrical stuff. It's a weakness. Is that what you're saying? We can laugh at it, though. Well, Dad did all the wiring in our house, so... Oh, my. Well... I don't think I could sleep in a house if I knew the person who wired it. But Dad is actually pretty handy. It's just more like, just because the switch is up doesn't mean that the light is on, that sort of thing. Right. (laughs) All right, so where do you think you've learned the most about uh, having good... We've gone into conversations. Mm-hmm. Let's go with this. Having good conversations with other adults. Um, probably mostly from my husband. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and um, people that I meet and then I'm like, okay, wow, you guys, you're really adult. You're really nice. Um, you're using your manners to help me feel relaxed instead of defensive. You know, like the whole um, people who are very comfortable with themselves, I find attractive and then it makes me want to relax and to be like that, you know, to not be on the defensive, you know, to be open to stuff and not to be like constantly jockeying for an angle or something like right. that. Yeah. So I find that fairly attractive. And like my husband, like Paul, he's very sure of himself and who he is and like not so much what he wants, but like what he knows what he can do. Okay. He'll be our next guest. Cause how the <laughs> hell do you do that? How do you become that? You come through conflict. I think, oh. I think you come through conflict and then you find out your limits, I guess. I'm such a shitty adult. Yes. <laughs> not enough conflict in my life. Wait, <laughs> I know <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't have enough challenges or stuff growing up. But, yeah, that could be true for sure for a lot of us. But, you know, 
having an adversarial childhood too, it, it affects the rest of your life. Like it affects your health, your, all of your outcomes, you know? So, I mean, there are some benefits, but it's not something that you want to like <laughs> inflict yourself. personally. Right. And it doesn't always, it, it affects people differently too, you know? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Or, or it could be an innate thing. Like, you know, he's just more happy chemicals in his brain than he he's fairly like introspect like he spends a lot of time thinking yeah. about himself but he also he doesn't have that anxiety thing that like I do or like you know a lot of the other people we interact with too <laughs> hi girls <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's not a judgment but he's <laughs> also yeah because you're ambitious right the anxiety is the flip yeah. side of being ambitious like being and like not to say that he isn't ambitious but it's like what he wants is is very simple like he knows that um you know having a lot of money or material success only makes you so happy mm. you know like it's it's the intangible stuff having um good friends having good family that sort of that's what matters and also knowing that you don't need very much to live with, I think, too. Because then you're not as afraid of losing things, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, as we sit in my very well-appointed office, <laughs> um, I feel like uh, having everything I need all the time has made me soft, well, yes, and that's like another thing Paul's very good at. This is turning into like the Paul podcast. <laughs> is like he had he's almost like ascetic in some things. Like he he will he will not like he'll treat himself, but only like in little bits. And like he won't you know go out and and do like what he likes to do. His treat for the week is like he goes down to the night oven and gets baking and bread and stuff. And Hi, that's his, yeah sponsored by <laughs> i think we sponsor the night oh. oven oh the, ch- the oh, chocolate Saskatoon. croissants oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> so yeah. you know like just very much um he doesn't ask for very much and he doesn't like indulge himself very often does he indulge himself uh is it a reward for good things happening or a reward for bad things happening when does he and then we'll talk about when we do this. Yeah, like, like like if he's having a bad day or something, like he won't come home and have a beer because he doesn't drink. And he won't come home and have a root beer because that's his favorite. He saves that for when he wants to relax. You know, that's that's smart. Yeah, like he doesn't use he doesn't use the f- like food and stuff like that as like a bad day thing. It's more like he eats well and then like he gets some exercise and stuff and then he plays video games or watches movies or stuff like that or he works he works on the bikes like he keeps himself busy rather than sitting and eating i guess whereas i'm quite the opposite (laughs) yeah i know i tend to if i've had especially a busy day at work not necessarily a hard Mm -hmm. day but like where i haven't had time to step away mm-hmm. my instinct is to do as little work as possible to like make supper so that'll be you know mm-hmm. boston pizza or mcdonald's night yeah like he doesn't let his if he's tired or something he doesn't let that get in the way of what needs to get done right you know that's, for me that's the definition <laughs> of being tired <laughs> that's when i start letting things get in the way of getting things done yes where uh, yeah like if i'm stressed or whatever like 
if I run out of energy, I need to like stop and like fall on the floor. Like I can't. Right. And you tell yourself, yourself, yeah, you tell yourself you've earned it. Yes. Which. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know when you've earned it. (laughs) Right. And like pushing yourself and that sort of thing, like pushing past stuff. That's a learned skill or, and it's, something that you strengthen by repeated doing of course you can go too far in the opposite direction and like push yourself too much and then you end up with like injury like you know whether psychic or physical that sort of thing too so that's a danger as well yeah. like knowing the the balance he's got most of the stuff figured out <laughs> <laughs> men men i think um something i've learned from my husband just to sort of go back to a different, um, something we were talking about earlier was, Mm -hmm. uh, dealing with teasing. Like Mm -hmm. I grew up and I was teased a lot in school too. And I was very sensitive to it. Like I didn't like having my vulnerabilities pointed out in public. Oh yes. And I'm sure everybody picked on you cause you were, I was very small and I was very smart relative mm-hmm. to the rest of them at least book smart school smart mm-hmm. so yeah i was and i was also all, often the new kid in town mm-hmm. so yeah the trifecta of i think everybody i think everybody <laughs> thinks they got bullied in school yeah i see the people i went to school with and now they're all adults we kind of get along and like the thing is too i feel bad because the stuff i learned in high school, I went on and used it against people in university. Mm. And, you know, yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to, like, I don't think I should be forgiven for some of that stuff. Because it was, <laughs> like, well, not, not really bad, I suppose, in the large scheme of things. But for me, it was bad. Right. You know, so. because oh, God, now I'm going to have to go back and think <laughs> about that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. I figure there's a statute of limitations on on some of that stuff. I mean, it's almost 10 years out of university. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I do. Whenever I run into someone who knew me from university and they're like, Oh, Hillary, like so good to see you. And I was like, Oh really? I thought I was kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've apologized to a couple of people on Facebook and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I've stopped doing it because I feel like I make it about me again. Yeah, I had one girl like sort of obliquely apologize to me like about five or six years after high school. And I was at the time I was sort of like, okay, like, thanks. But like, I can tell we're both sort of different people now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say is if I was mean to you and you need an apology, let me know and I will come and apologize <laughs> to you sincerely. Ditto. <laughs> I was mean to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people were mean to me. I don't really care that they were mean to me. So I guess I go forward with the assumption that um, that they also sort of get that I was a damaged person being mean to them too. I hope that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, uh, what I was saying was Mark, I mean, Mark is, a, he teases people. He does it in that way that, you know, when the kid in school teased you and your parents told you or your teacher told you that it was because he liked you, like he does it that way, which I don't approve of. Oh my but, God, there were so many boys that. that must have liked me. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, I don't believe that's true. But that is Mark's like style of 
teasing oh, you yeah. is to like find something. I guess it's negging, right? It's it's finding that thing he can tell you feel insecure about. And, and then like, needling you on and it. And needling you on it. <laughs> and uh, I am not going to say that's how I know he loves me <laughs> because I don't believe it. But it is, so I separate that from my relationship with him mm-hmm. and like use it as a way to go, oh, like I'm not laughing along with the joke. Part of it's because it's not actually funny maybe, but also because I am feeling insecure with it. How mm-hmm. do I deal with that rather than just hating my husband? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something I've gained um, from him. That's, wow, that sounds really <laughs> negative. Cut. How to handle being nagged. <laughs> but, I mean, life negs you all the time. And so, yeah. I guess maybe why you're upset about it is the implication that you should change it. That's the thing is... And, it goes or you back feel like to you like don't have the to soccer it. girl that yeah. I was talking about at the beginning. It's like, okay, so if you two are similar, mm-hmm. do you want to change that? Yeah. Like, like, or are you happy with that? Realizing the effect now, realizing the effect it might have on people or realizing that it's something that you can't laugh about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, cause I, I thought, Oh, I'm, I'm decisive and, and straightforward and then you think you're decisive and straightforward and everybody looks at you and thinks oh you're bossy and insecure right <laughs> so yeah how you think you are and how you're coming off or in the defensiveness when you realize that how you're coming off is not yeah. how you think you are and there's such a difference between um decisive um and actually having thought things through and come to a good decision mm-hmm. like i feel like there is a there's these attributes that we say are good, like decisiveness, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, they're okay, but unless you have moral fabric behind it, they're kind of empty. And yeah, if you've got the character to back up being... Well, because you have to follow through on it, right? Because if you make a decision and then it doesn't turn out, and then you, you're not carrying through on it, or you're not accepting responsibility, right? Yeah. What's the point? You might as well just not decide. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there goes the value of your so-called strength. Because, yeah, I remember, like, when I've made a, a decisive pronouncement that we're going to do this, whatever, and it, like, it, like totally blew up in my face. Like, even just, like, small stuff like holiday trips or whatever. And then how you deal with that is... It's part of being decisive. (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. Otherwise, you're just bossy. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. If my idea is not going to work, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really great attitude to have when you're trying to relax on vacation. Well, right. And it's also bad at work. Oh, yeah. Work. Yeah. (laughs) We don't have to talk about work. (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. But yeah, I mean, it can, it makes you look bad at work too, even though you were doing what you thought you were supposed to do, which was be decisive and a leader. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're not willing to take the shit that comes with it, then mm-hmm. yeah. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. Makes you look bad. It makes you look worse than if you'd just not been decisive in the Well, yeah, because that's part of leadership is actually like admitting when you're wrong and rolling with that and rolling other people into your decision-making process. Right. 
you know, that's how you, that's how you come out of that. That's how you come through that, you know, successfully. If you've made a wrong decision. I've heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should see our group chats when I've decided of like, I'm going to be inclusive. It's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? So, yeah. Although a good like shortcut out of that is like, if you veto something, you have to suggest something else. Right. That's the rule. Yes. Don't bring forward a problem unless you have a proposed solution. But then I've pissed people off trying to enforce that. Like, well, you said no, so now you have to suggest something else. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to suggest something else. Well, now you have to. Like, well, fine. We're just not going to do anything this weekend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yay us. We are decisive. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Uh, what else are we talking about here? Self-care. Were we talking about that? Yeah. You've done, but you've done. So, right. So I did an episode about self-care and gave a whole bunch of like things to do. Mm -hmm. And they did. I mean, I said that I do a wide range of things, Mm -hmm. including like falling on the couch and vegging with Mm -hmm. alcohol and television. I think I also did mention that like going for a run is good too. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard. (laughs) but but to get back to the philosophy of paul Mm -hmm. well like one thing we were talking about too is um we're talking about how you take care of yourself and he says he said to me like how do you realize like you know when to push yourself just to do something just a little bit harder than the least responsible thing you want to do. Like he says, that's part of being an adult, you know, like knowing that you need to, instead of like lying on the couch and drinking alcohol, (laughs) you need to sit at your desk with a smaller glass of alcohol (laughs) and apply for jobs. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yes. Like he's saying that the, you know, when you, when you know you need that little extra push that you just need to do a little bit more in order to get out and eliminate the source rather than deal with the symptoms. Right. It's sort of like a stitch in time saves nine where if you would just stop with the self care for a second, Mm -hmm. what you think is helping you the like downtime and relaxing with your friends on Slack and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. If you put just a little bit of that effort and time into something you're dreading or something you don't think you can do or yeah something where you don't know what the next step is and i think it's easier to do with like other people than with yourself totally <laughs> but like not to tell other people what to do with their spare time is this more like th- or just a check internally to see cuz usually like inside you you will know like if you've got like a decent judgment base you will know when you're not doing the right thing or, yeah or not the right thing but a writer thing <laughs> right <laughs> you know like i know that exercise will help when i'm feeling like my brain is eating itself you know yeah but do i do it always no <laughs> right but if i did it more would that then become somebody that i admire i think that's how it works <sighs> So much work, though. I know. <laughs> but the more you do it, like the more muscle you build up, the right. more you're able to do it. The habit, and yeah. you get the payoff, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
everybody has different self-care things and what works for you or what looks or what would be actually like suboptimal or you know counterproductive for one is not necessarily for yourself true yeah that's very true so it's a very thin line between like helping people and telling them what they're supposed to be doing. It's true. And I know... <laughs> never, never being bossy. <laughs> the, no, like we, you and I are in a shared Slack channel with uh, a bunch of fabulous people. And we're not going to talk about specifics of what goes on in that Slack channel because what happens on Slack stays in Slack. But I Also, know, it's really hard to put GIFs on, yeah, on podcast. Eggplant <laughs> <laughs> star, rainbow heart, woo! <laughs> Um, I think it's a good place for airing your whininess mm-hmm. and then seeing what people say mm-hmm. and either ignoring it or considering it or doing it. You know, we should invent like a, sh- a shorthand. So, or like a symbol. So other people know when you're venting because you want help or you're <laughs> venting because you just want to vent, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. Like code. Because there's nothing that's more angry making when you're just like, you just want to like, rah, 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 and somebody comes in and like tries to fix the problem. And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I tried that already. Or you're that's like, I need help. Suggested. And everyone's sort of like, well, you do you, honey. Have no. some wine. <laughs> have some wine. Good advice. I'm already drunk. <laughs> I have an alcohol problem now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, that's, Interesting. I mean, that is the problem with humanity, right? Is always not hearing what the other person is asking for. Well, and I think that we know each other fairly well enough now to like, if somebody is offering you help and you're not in the mood for it, you're not going to like snap at them. Right. Yeah. Or stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. Or be like, or go into like, and start DMing other people. I can't believe she just said that to me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think that is a difference between adult, you know, group chat and, and teenage socializing is that, yeah, I think we get that we've all lived through all of these different things. I remember we want to help each other because we're good people. Like you'd send the wrong text message to someone or someone would read your text message the wrong way because you didn't put in like 50 exclamation marks. And then, one other girl would say something to you about them and then you wouldn't like talk to each other for like three months. It was so stupid. <laughs> it is so stupid. Oh man. That just reminded me of somebody who I owe an apology to <laughs> from grade 12 in 1989. Oh, Good times. Email was just coming in when we were in high school. And then I discovered that you could, you don't have to give your real, like the teachers stuff, like don't give your real name on the internet. Right. And then I realized I could set up all of these anonymous email accounts and then like email mean stuff to like guys that I liked. Oh, you're a horrible human being. I know. <laughs> and there's like 11 people in my grade, so I'm sure they know who they are now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I did it. I don't even know. I can't right, even tell you. Right. I can't tell you why that I did that. That is the great mystery. Of, like, of... Here's a boy I like. I'm going to send him rude sentences. Right. <laughs> I guess that's teasing. That's the teasing. I guess. I guess. <sighs> Super weird. I oh, I'm so glad I don't teach high school. Yeah. I don't know how you could. <sighs> I think teaching all grades is like 
wow. No, thanks. No. I'm glad someone does it. I, I, I think they're taking one for the team, though. <laughs> I thought about going into education after I finished my art degree. And my mom was like, seriously? <laughs> I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> my mom's a junior high teacher. And she was right. I would be a terrible teacher. I want to have an episode uh, with a teacher about parent-teacher interviews. Because they are from hell. Even the good parent-teacher interviews are like, super awkward my parents always sided with the teacher you know whenever we were like they never um like the adults stuck together we never saw that division right so we can exploit that right so but now i think things are a little different yeah it's i think uh parents are more inclined to stick up for their kids than Mm -hmm. to stand by the teacher if there's if there's like a parent a student-teacher conflict happening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was like lots of times where it wasn't justified. Right. But, you know, but it's still... It sets... Oh, man. Boomers, <laughs> they knew how to like make a system work, right? Yeah. Wow. Everybody had their place. United united fronts and yeah. roles. Very strict roles that you followed. Yeah, and, and like that's not to say just because we were raised that way that it's better. Like no, that. Oh, no, because like there were lots of teachers who were getting away with stuff that you know they shouldn't have. But you have to admit, it was very functional. Yes, it the system chugged along very efficiently. There wasn't there was only a lot of conflict on the smallest people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, teachers, teachers, children. Oh man. <laughs> Speaking of seeing something in yourself or seeing something in somebody else and realizing that it's a personality flaw in you. Mm-hmm. Children. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're like little tiny mirrors I'm turning into, into yourself. I'm turning into my mother, sort oh. of. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or my dad. Or both. I don't know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice little, you know, 60-40, 50-50 split. Somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like I have four siblings, so we have a fairly large sample size to see how our parents <laughs> influenced us. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of interesting. So it's like, oh, these characters just manifest themselves in like three of my five siblings. It's like the whole blue eye, brown eye gene yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Except for we all look the same. <laughs> yeah. My sister and I just have to debate which like it's binary it's like are you more like dad or more like mom yeah we used to fight about like we had this ownership thing with our parents like whose kid were you oh do you know what i mean like i think when we were really little like seven eight we would debate who you liked more yeah who's your favorite parent Mm. and who you thought their favorite kid was we didn't really worry too much about that i mean it was fairly obvious after a while that mom favored my oldest brother. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I invite all of you Mostly Nelson because... siblings to my next podcast, which will be held in a wrestling ring. Okay. You know what it'd be? It would be like five people constantly burning each other for an hour. And then if you oh invite gosh. my mom, it's like six people burning each other for That's an hour. gold. Yeah. Oh, we're so, we bug each other so much all the time to the point where like some people can't believe like, I speak that way to my mom. Right. And I'm like, well, she makes fun of me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, one of the last family reunions I was at, it would be several years ago, I was 
bantering back and forth with my Uncle Murray. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I wanted to be cruel. So I said, Uncle Murray, you look more and more like my dad every day, which means your bald spot is getting bigger, son. Mm-hmm. And he said, and you look more and more like your mom every day. And I'm like, ah, that hurts. That was the worst. Oh, I've had people my Although whole life. I totally life. look like oh, my yeah. mom. Like, yeah. Of course I do. I have everybody my whole life. Oh, you must be Susan's daughter. I'm like, really? I look like my dad. <laughs> but we all talk like my mom. <laughs> I don't think it's such a bad thing to be my mom, though. <laughs> no, no. And I don't think it's such a bad thing that, that Pauline is basically me. I think it's kind of awesome, actually. Now you can have the life I've always wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go! Be free! Yeah. I Yeah, I remember mom did that with us sometimes. Like, she would make decisions that we didn't agree with. Like, she wouldn't let us do... I remember I wanted to go on a... Did I say this in the last one? I wanted to go on a co-ed camping trip when I was 15 with some older friends from university. And my mom said no. And of course, as a 15-year-old, I was enraged that I couldn't go camp in tents with 19-year-old boys <laughs> and alcohol. Huh. Huh. You know. Wow, what a terrible mom she was. Yeah. But then she was like, when I was your age, I wanted to do that with these other guys. And grandma said no. And like, I was really upset and I know how you're feeling, blah, blah, blah. But this is why I'm doing it. And I mean, like you can deconstruct that like a whole lot of ways. But in retrospect, she was probably right. <laughs> you think? So instead, I just went to Regina and hung out in university right. and drank with 19-year-old boys when I was 16. Yeah. But at least we weren't intense. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way to go, Mom. Good call. I'm changing up my standard questions. You know, I used to ask, what's your favorite thing about being a grown-up and what's your least favorite thing about being a grown-up? Mm-hmm. But my main problem is I haven't figured out what I want my standard question to be. <laughs> So, okay, here's one. I should have prepped you for You should for just this. do like, fuck, Mary kill or something. Yeah. <laughs> Here is what I'm going to ask. And you can think about this for a little while. Okay. What's a question you want me to ask on the next episode? What would you like to hear? Some random person, because I don't even know who it is yet. What would you like to hear them answer? And it's like, truth, dare, double dare, or promise, or repeat. Hmm. Like, something very are required by law, mm-hmm. federal law, to answer honestly. I've been thinking a lot lately, and I don't know if it's something that is common, because right now I'm going back and playing through a video game that's 18 years old. It's, it's Final Fantasy VII, by the way, and I'm sure there's a lot of you out there who play that. And I find it really easy to go back into being a teenager, being a very imaginative, very, like, obsessed with, like, one thing like i'm playing this game i'm reading the books around it i'm reading like fan fiction i'm looking at like websites and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's just it's throwing me back into like being 13 14 15 and like every so often i do this with myself mm-hmm. to see if i still have that that focus that like that really intense imagination type thing and i don't know if that's something you lose as you get older or if everybody has it and they don't talk about it. Right. Or if it's, you know, something that everybody has. Hmm. But that's not a very good question. <laughs> no, but it could no. be a good talking point. It is a good talking point. Yeah. So, something 
because I think like a lot of people have that, especially people who like read a lot or who like like to immerse themselves in a thing. Yeah. And I at one at one the same time I really like it, but also feel like it's dangerous because mm. it it takes all of my focus away from everything else. Right. Like I don't work on anything else while I'm doing this. So I almost overexpose myself. <laughs> but I also sort of understand like the people who are like really obsessed with like fandom or like a video game or a series of books, that sort of thing. So I can empathize with that. I guess maybe it is like, is it a sign of maturity getting rid of that or immaturity? Hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Or yeah. is it just a sign of imagination? Is that right? Yeah. Is, or is it do you want obsessive? to keep that as part of your adulthood experience? Yeah. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Being I think able to a focus. A lot of grown-ups let go of that. I know. You have to read horribly boring books so that you don't get like too distracted from going to work and actually oh. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> yeah. I guess is it is it escape or is it, you know, exercise? Yeah. Well, I mean, like when I was younger, I read so much and I read like fairy tales, fantasy, like everything fiction. I read so much that my dad would come in, like I would read all summer as much as I could. And my dad is like, you have to go outside and do some stuff because you cannot stay inside and read for like three, four, five hours, six hours a day, especially on a farm. Right. <laughs> You know, like, he's, like, you're, you're reading too much. So, yeah, maybe it is me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm way too intense. <laughs> My daughter is like that, too. She reads, but she also plays video games like, mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours on end during the summer. Yeah. And, like, like Paul and I are playing through the same video game. Like, But he can play it for a bit and set it down. And I oh, can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. And I, that, that might have that might have an association with that. like have a hard time setting stuff down. But that can be a good thing too. Like in some ways I envy people like that for their ability to pick one thing and stick with it. Like I have mm -hmm. too many things on the go and I never, I never get good enough at something or my knowledge never gets deep enough to feel like an expert in it. Oh yeah. I mean like I, one of the first things I did when I moved out to university is because we didn't have video games a lot growing up. We, I, I bought myself a Game Boy with her because we didn't have regular allowance or anything like that. And then, like, we only had half-hour TV. And so when I bought this Game Boy, it was like, oh. And then my mom would take it and she would regulate it. Like, she would hide it so that we weren't playing it all the time. Yeah. So then when I got to university, I'm like, I have my own income, my student loans. <laughs> so I'm going to buy my own Game Boy and games. And then, like, I logged... 200 hours on Final Fantasy Tactics. Right. You know what I mean? Not doing work or something like that. And then I took it home like for a break. <laughs> My mom took it and hit it. And as like a 19-year-old, oh. I was like, okay, mom, like I'm an adult now <laughs> with all of your 19-year-old authority you can muster. But I, I see what she was doing now, but I don't... But it's taken me a while to be able to be a mom to myself and yeah. like take it away. See, when I... So I was pre-internet my youth. Mm-hmm. So, and TV was regulated yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, and when I got to university and there was TV around, I just watched it. Like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't have within myself that ability yep. to turn it off 
because my mom had all, my mom and dad had mm-hmm. already always enforced it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. free TV time. Like yeah. just get all of it now. And I, I don't know how much t- of my, you know, early twenties I wasted because Germany's, I was trying to fill yeah. up on TV. Yeah. Like I, all of a sudden I had to catch up on all these music videos mm, yeah. and we had to watch trading spaces. Oh my God. <laughs> so much trading spaces. And that has done like, Nothing for me, except right. for I remember that you should never, ever, ever staple fake flowers <laughs> on the wall of a bathroom because it's not going to end well. No, that did not end well. And also making furniture out of like foam chunks. Oh, and like, yeah. yeah. There were some bad ideas on that show. Yes. Anyways. But we watched it for hours too. Oh yeah. Gosh. And it wasn't even like, you know, curling and stuff like that. It can kind of exempt but well yeah it might end differently mm-hmm. in sports yeah but those shows are so formulated mm-hmm. I, I it's just uh, like time filler but yeah we don't have cable i can't like if we go out to a bar and there's a tv on i'm going to be watching the commercials instead of like talking <laughs> with people because i'm like ooh, shiny, you know and i'm like and because now since then i've read a lot of like sociology and stuff like that so i'm actually like analyzing the commercials <laughs> but to anybody else, it looks like I'm just sitting there going, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I no. guess, yeah, at what point does, you know, taking stuff away from your kids, does that, like, helps them in the short term, but does it help them in the long term if yeah, they can't know. help themselves? I used to think I was doing a bang-up job with that because Paulina would, like, play a video game for a while and then set it down and walk away and go do something else. Mm-hmm. But lately she's not been doing that so much. So it's like, oh, maybe that is wearing off i don't know i think it's pretty age appropriate and whatever school's almost started school i guess a question of that would be at one point did you realize that if you don't make yourself do it nobody will like if you can't control yourself nobody can right like that's the point of maturity i think yeah i don't know some people are always good at like regulating themselves yeah what's that like that must be nice yeah it must be nice yeah Mm. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. You can find us on the internet at goodstuff.fm slash grownups, or again on iTunes. You can search for I Guess We're Grownups Now and subscribe. I'm on Twitter also at grownups underscore FM. Thanks for listening.